Is it music for the masses? Um, no. Hello and welcome to Isopod, the isolation podcast. The boys are back with their first episode since November 4th. It's been a minute, Jack. How are you? Dude, I am great. Uh, yeah, we uh, we keep trying to get on a, a consistent schedule here, and uh, we keep fulfill- trying to do uh, fulfill pro- false promises here. Um, but I'm good. I just finished um, my first semester of uh, my last year of grad school, so I've got some time off here. So hopefully, we can get some a good amount of content out to uh, our our loyal listeners, which is about two of you. So. Um, I've been I've been hit up by a couple friends asking where uh, uh, where new episodes are specifically Jim Consiglio shout out Booze Cruise. Yeah, yeah, the people are waiting. Uh, congrats on finishing finals. What was I gonna say? Let's get right into it, Jack. What have you been listening to <laughs> uh, the last month and a half? Well, oh, what I was gonna say is we're definitely gonna be back next week for list week. Uh, tune in for our top albums. Yeah, That's our favorite episode be, of the year, and. Yeah. We we have a special guest uh, lined up for that one, so we do. tune in next week. Yeah, looking, but Jack, what have you been listening to? Looking forward to next week. Um, I've been listening to a lot of just like random singles that dropped a um, couple like within the last like couple months. It's been a lot of I don't even know what to call this genre like alternative hip hop. Like there's this one artist that I. Um, uh, that I stumbled upon, Grave, I think is his name, G-R-A-I-V-E. I think I sent you one of his singles, Eyesore. Um, right. That's, uh, that's been a, a favorite of mine. Um, and then another guy, James Ivey, uh, he has yep. a single that he released, um, what, like a month or two ago called Yearbook, and that's got a couple interesting features on it. I've been bumping that uh, a little bit and just kind of going through like their radio stations on Spotify trying to discover new artists but um I mean consistently I've been listening to the new Cuddy album uh if you haven't I don't I don't know where you've been but if you haven't listened to that already give that a shot right more to come on that Cuddy album yeah what about you dude uh I've I've got a lot of great recommendations recently from some friends, some some family. My dad uh, recommended Shout Andy Shaw to me. Actually, I th- I believe it was uh, my cousin Adam Cadmus who recommended it to him. So nice. Shout out Adam if you're listening. Uh, but Ad- Ad- Andy Shaw is this uh, oh, yeah. Canadian artist, singer, producer, and he just tells these really vivid stories with colorful characters. He has six studio albums. Um, and I've fallen in love with the last, the, the two most recent albums, um, the neon skyline, which released just in January of 2020. And then the party from 2016 in which each song goes into the mind of a different party goer. So really been into Andy Schaff recently. Um, another one, uh, rap British rap group by, uh, the name of US3, a wreck of Carson Lewis. Shout out Carson. Catch him on the disc golf tour in a couple years. Um, but specifically their debut album from 1993 
Hand on the Torch. Um, it's this jazz rap sample loop heavy record. I just adore. Uh, it's got this live MC feel. All these horns. They got a full band behind them. Perfect for the coffee shop. So thanks, Carson. Wow. And then this wasn't even a direct recommendation, but I know this is Isopod Collaborators, Christian Bossler's album of the year, or at least the record he's listened to the most, uh, No Dream by Jeff Rosenstock. Um, Jeff was formerly of some different like noise punk bands, I believe, and No Dream is his first, fourth solo studio album, um, but it's just full of all these memorable hooks. There's heavy punk sounds uh, drawing on the stress and confusion and frustration of 2020, early pandemic. Yeah. So another great record. That one came out of in May of this year, I believe. Uh, then there was Tank and the Bangas, uh, the Friend Goals EP, a recommendation of Matt Ryan. But uh, don't, don't be fooled. It was actually recommended by his or found by his fiance Kaylin Connolly. So thank you, Kaylin. Thanks, Kaylin. Um, <laughs> They are this like New Orleans-based musical group who actually won the 2017 Tiny Desk concert or contest, yeah. I guess. Uh, but they are super funky with lots of dope features on here. Fluff with Duckworth and TSA with PJ Morton were two of the biggest highlights for me. Hmm. And then Peter Lavery sends me all sorts of recommendations. Uh, one of my favorite recently is from The Chats. Uh, their album High Risk Behavior, pretty dope record from this Australian punk band that I, I want to get into more. I know they, I think this is their only album, but they have two other EPs I want to listen to because I really enjoyed this album. Uh, Identity Theft was my favorite from that one. Uh, but thanks for all the recs, Pete. Um, you know, I wrote down some more, but I, I feel like we should get into our favorite albums because I'm taking forever. No, you're good, man. I, I, I listened to a couple of those, the Andy Schaff one, for sure. I listened to the whole thing. And I think it was probably just because of the circumstances uh, and situation that I found myself in that I wasn't really um, vibing with that record. And I think it was, I was in the middle of finals and it's kind of, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's not not a beat, but it's not like the, the, the kind of music that you would listen to as you're, you know, doing hours and hours of work, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's slower and it's definitely, I mean, there's, there's very uh, detailed stories yes. going on. Yes. So it's not something you can really listen to totally. casually and, and, and really understand what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got about halfway through and I thought I got to save this for a different time and that different time has not come yet. So um, hopefully I'll be able hey, to no listen worries. to it before the end of the year is over. But um, thanks for all those wrecks, everybody. Um, yeah, we got some interesting uh, drops coming in 2021 uh, I from from everything that I've been seeing. Uh, so uh, I think, I mean, you know, don't hold your breath, but we might be getting a new Playboy Cardi album this Friday. So um, TBD Merry on Christmas. that. I, I will Happy not. Holidays. I'm not going to uh, believe it until I have listened to the entire record. And even then, I'll be a little, um, I'll be a little skeptical that it's actually here. So uh, we'll we'll keep you updated on that. Hopefully, next week we'll have um, some music to share with you about that record. Um, but um, we'll see. But yeah, let's get right into the 
albums we uh like we mentioned at the uh and you all are aware we haven't really recorded for quite some time so we're trying to go back and see the records that we haven't touched on yet um there were a couple that really stood out to us over the course of the last what month uh since we last yeah our last, our last episode was november 4th so i think we safe to say these were our five favorite albums since then okay, yeah god okay cool um but yeah, I I, I want to start with um, Chris Stapleton, actually. Um, Hi, sure. I want to start with his newest uh, LP, Starting Over. Um, and those who know my music taste know that I am not a huge country music aficionado, and I don't really, you know, go out of my way to listen to a lot of country music. However... I make an exception for Chris Stapleton most of the time because I've really grown to like his bluegrass country style. Um, he came up in the country industry as a pure songwriter. He wasn't really an artist. Um, he released one album, but didn't really get much traction on that. And then after he released Traveler, um, blanking on the year, I think it was 2015. But ever since then, he's kind of been putting out in my opinion, the best country music, the best modern country music that I've heard. Um, it's just got this so much soul behind it. And I think, I mean, this, this might be my favorite to date. I really enjoyed, I genuinely enjoyed every single song on this album. It's an emotional album, uh, you know, throughout the entire thing. Chris is uh, talking about personal stories of, of love and heartbreak, even, um, uh, has an ode to his late dog Maggie, which is just a really uh, touching moment on the album. Um, you know, he can he can go he can sing you a, you know a soft ballad, and then the next song just rips some some guitar chords. So uh, yeah, I was I've been really into this. This is I mean easily. It's only a few, it's only one of few country albums that I've heard this year, but it's it's right at the top of any album. Yeah, that I've heard. I'm I'm right there with you. I I mean, it's definitely a country album, but I think the elements of southern rock and, like you said, soul, yeah. uh, really make it an attractive album for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it started off really strong with that title track, and then "Cold" is still my favorite. That was a single back yeah, from the yeah, summer. Yeah. Um, they both have these like blistering guitars and energetic, um, enlightened Chris. So Mm -hmm. I I think that set a good tone for me and didn't feel, uh, super country, but then when I'm with you and joy of my life kind of show a more passive loving side that are more slow and, and country, I guess. Um, you talked about Maggie's song, which never fails to tear me up. Uh, and then that final track, Nashville, Tennessee is beautiful ode to his mm-hmm. hometown, the town where he kind of realized his dream and where he's been embraced as a superstar in his own right. So uh, Whiskey Sunrise, Hillbilly Blood were another two, two other great tracks on there. Um, yeah, easy to see how his music has been received so positively. Totally. Uh, where do we want to go next? Your call. How about the aforementioned... Man on the Moon 3, oh. uh, Kid Cudi's Back, The Chosen. Um, just to give you a little background, I, I was 
I was really stoked for this album, but also very nervous um, for it coming off four albums that were kind of mixed outside of Kids See Ghost with Kanye, a short seven song club. I, I, I really haven't loved anything he's put out since the last Man on the Moon, Man on the Moon 2 back in, what was that, 2014, something like that. Um, but Man on the Moon 3 starts with this the boom, 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 telling us it's Man on the Moon, um, which then goes right into tequila shots. And for 58 minutes afterwards, I I couldn't get this stupid grin off my face because, because he's back. Everything you loved about early Cuddy is on here. The Void and Sad People, those are both just classic Cuddy that could have come right off the first Man on the Moon. Um, Cuddy's still vulnerable, vulnerable as... Um, but he, he seems more at peace and kind of winning the battle against his alter ego, Mr. Rager. Um, but man, does he rage show out with Skepta and Pop Smoke. Oh my gosh. Uh, Lord, I know that closing track is insane. Damaged. All have these modern psych trap product, production elements. Uh, kind of reminiscent of Travis Scott, his protege, uh, learning something from him. Cool. And then Solo Dolo Part 3 and Loving Me with... <laughs> Phoebe Bridgers herself provides some sweeter, softer moments with the beautiful hums. Um, yeah. Thanks, Cuddy. This 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 was a bright spot. Uh, good redemption story in 2020. What do you have to add, Jack? I, I know you love yeah, this Yeah, I, I don't have much. I was just – I didn't really know what to expect going into uh, this album because, like you, I haven't really – I, I actually think the last Cuddy album that I loved was um, Man on the Moon, the first one. I mean, that was like the one where I just fell in love with him. Um, right. Man on the Moon 2, I did like. I I thought it was kind of a sophomore slump um, for for Cuddy uh, after. I mean, when you put out an album like Man on the Moon, uh, the first one, you know, it's it's tough. Yeah, it's to, hard to live up to. It's hard to live up to that. Yeah. Um, but oh, my gosh. I mean, we listened to this album the, the night it came out and i was blown away by the uh collaborations that he um had on this album i mean not like aside from the feature list from you know phoebe bridgers and skepta pop smoke trippy red those those types of people but like the producers on this i mean mike dean is all throughout this album and those who don't know mike dean is the main producer for travis scott um and he is basically he basically invented the sound of astroworld um so you have him to thank for that but i mean you've got take a day trip who was you know he was those those producers were behind mo bamba um you have wonder girl all all across this um yeah i and cuddy himself produced a lot of these tracks he solely produced um solo dolo three and that was a that was a personal highlight for me. So yeah, I mean, everything that you said, I think this is a total return to form for him. I was super stoked for, for him. Um, and I know that a lot of his, his fan base was, uh, they were, you know, pretty pumped after, yeah, after, I after mean, hearing I've seen this kind from of what I've seen. Mixed reviews, um, to this record, but I, I'm just confused as to how you could Love it if you're a Cuddy fan. Yeah. If you've liked anything he's done in the past. Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah. feel like he built off those sounds, and yeah, I, I, I love the sound. Yeah, this a is lot. as good as Cuddy sound sounded since as a solo project since since the first Man on the Moon, and I loved Kidsy Ghost. I thought he was 
I thought I thought he actually outshined Kanye on that uh, on that seven track record. Uh, so that was like a huge bright spot for me um, for Cuddy. But I mean, as a solo project, this is a total return to form. Right. Well, where are we going next, Jack? Oh, well, I mean, let's just go with the other album that dropped that same night as Cuddy. And that is um, the second Taylor Swift record. Um with uh evermore uh unbeknownst the sister album yeah the sister record to folklore um that dropped earlier this year and unbeknownst to a lot of her fans and pretty much everybody she recorded a second record alongside folklore um much like mac miller did with his swimming and circles uh albums um, but I, I don't know. I, I did like this. I did like it. I've been trying to, um, kind of formulate my thoughts around this album because I think F- folklore is one of my favorite albums of the year. Um, and so I think to live up to that kind of expectation was, was hard, uh, and to put out an album the same year as, that record I thought was, was tough too. So I think a lot of, uh, what I had anticipated for when I heard about another Taylor Swift album was kind of fogged by that. Not to mention we, uh, we listened to the Taylor Swift album right after Cuddy. And that was just, I, I was kind of, (laughs) I was, I, I, my mind was really not on, uh, Taylor, but I, I have listened to it many times since. Um, and there are definitely highlights on there. I mean, I love, Evermore, uh, Coney Island, um, uh, uh, Marjorie is another highlight too. Gold Rush. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Um, I think I think it it might have been good to maybe wait to release a record like this after putting out such a phenomenal uh, album earlier earlier in the year. That's just my opinion. I don't know. I think because I was still really into. Uh, folklore that a record that sounded I mean it's got a similar vibe to folklore so that's why she called it the sister record um but I don't I I don't know I I enjoyed it this one's growing on me I I had the same reaction the first night we listened to it um and I think part of that was not only listening to Cuddy first but I think the second half of this album is by far the stronger half for me so it, it kind of yeah I, was was underwhelming at first um mm-hmm. I really love Champagne Problems that's an early favorite but oh, yeah, I think she really hits her stride in the second half for me that Ivy Cowboy like me long story short and Marjorie Stretch is a brilliant song, four song stretch for me. Um, and the closing track with Justin, Mr. Boney Vare is a really pretty finish. Um, uh, this one feels bulkier, bulkier than folklore to me. Um, I, I, I think it's more of the same. I don't know if I prefer it to folklore, but it's still some of her best work to date. Some of her best songwriting. Agreed. Um, I, I love the slow, pop indie sound for her and and more bulk i guess on this one so um it's 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 closer than i thought it was i i might still prefer 
prefer folklore, but I like this one a lot, actually. Yeah, yeah. And to that point, I, I hate to, you know, compare albums so early. It's tough not to when they when the, the sounds that she's uh, working with on this album are pretty much the same on folklore. Um, yeah. But... <clears throat> But yeah, I mean, there's def- there's total highlights all throughout this. Um, I forgot about Champagne Problems. That's another, that's another great one. And Evermore, I think, has grown on me the most um, since the first listen. I was kind of underwhelmed the first time, um, just because, you know, just out of instinct, I thought that it was just going to be another exile uh, from. Uh, uh, from folklore, but I mean, after listening to it, it's, I think it's just as strong really if we're, if we're doing the comparison test, but I, I think this, this album is, it's a good standalone for her. And I think that the sound that she's working with, it's a great, it's another great mix of what she came up as, which was a country artist and kind of putting her modern take on this like folk indie, um, folk indie sound uh which she has really not explored yet uh so i just i mean this has been my favorite sound of hers ever i think um i'm just i've just been really into it and like yeah. like you she, said her she song changed the narrative here at she she changed the narrative here at isopod so good 2020 taylor she's come a long way from reputation i'll say that yeah. <laughs> Let's jump into one of my favorite albums from the last couple of weeks. Uh, Since I Left You from the Avalanches, this is the third studio album from the Australian electronic music group, uh, spanning 71 minutes over 25 tracks and many features. Uh, Since I Left You is rooted in, I quote, death, the afterlife, the stars, celestial beings, and everything that's out there. As Jack says, as Jack would say, it, it, it takes me somewhere. <laughs> uh, yes. They sample some very old recorded music from the 40s and 50s, and the group joked, question mark, that they were summoning spirits. Um, in any case, they create this sparkling world with catchy croons from Leon Bridges and Blood Orange, harder rap features from Denzel Curry. Um, the Divine Chord with MGMT and Johnny Marr is this euphoric love ballad, my favorite, I think, on the entire album. Gold Sky with indie darling Kurt Vile is this spoken word song where I, I imagine Kurt just <laughs> appears as this intergalactic traveler. Um, yeah, o- outside of the Sufian album this year, I think this is the only album over an hour uh, in 2020 that I won't complain about being too long. So thrilling, thrilling electronic record. I, I thoroughly enjoyed. So go avalanches. You've, you've made a fan here. Nice. Nice. Uh, to round it off, let's, uh, let's end here with the band that just continues to put out albums left and right. And that is King Gizzard with uh, their latest LP KG. Um, is it a self-titled album? Would you call it? You could call it that. Sure. It's their first first in fifteen month months, which is actually fifteen years in Gizzard Lizard years. Yeah, that's true. That's true. This is this is the same band that put out five albums in the same year. Um, so I I don't know how they do it, but um, this album um, again, you know, they just continue to push the boundary of what a rock band 
quote i mean like are they a rock band i have no idea they the sounds that they explore on every album are so unique and different every single time that it's 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 tough to keep up with but this is kind of a return to form i guess with what king gizzard has done the majority of the time um yeah i've seen i've seen it called that and like people have been calling it a safe album like it, we, we certainly get more of the psych rock yeah, and fuzzy yeah, guitars psych rock, the band is known yeah. for mm-hmm. but like if kg is safe th- then they're officially the most interesting band ever because <laughs> yeah. there's some insane stuff on here <laughs> yeah i mean minimum brain size like that's the one that really draws you in like i was blown away by that by that song I, that wasn't a single i don't think um, no, it wasn't. Yeah, they really, that one is kind of reminiscent of some of their other stuff, but yeah, that track is electric. Right. I mean, every every single that they released going into this album, I thought was great. Um, Loved Honey, Straws in the Wind, um, Intrasport was the the most recent um, that was on our playlist a couple weeks ago. Intrasport is the one for me. If there's ever yeah. been a song anything like Intrasport, please please link me because I'm just blown away. It's got these groovy, like they called it an early 2000s infused bassline, and there's like this Bollywood inspired guitar riff. It's I love its it. own genre. I, I I don't really get it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, same here. I mean, if you if you hear anything close to resembling that song, send it our way. Um, really mind-bending track for sure. Um, but this band continues to blow me away. If you haven't given this a shot, please do. Um, and <laughs> good luck going through their uh, their last couple of albums because you're gonna really be confused as to what band you're listening to they really change their sound like truly change their sound with every album that they put out and it's pretty incredible to watch yeah just another high quality release not sure if it's their best but pretty prolific i don't know how they do it yeah let's let's get into our we'll we'll call it our playlist we've been updating the playlist every week check that out on spotify we have that linked in the description along with the full isopod list we're gonna just list our five favorite songs since our last episode so our five favorite tracks since november 4th uh jack you want to start us off absolutely um first off i will uh go with uh, my favorite off of the new taylor swift album which was coney island featuring the national um the national of course uh featuring aaron desner um who is also a part of big red machine so there's a little you know uh tie in between taylor swift and bony bear justin vernon so there you go right um aaron desner you know he he shows up on a lot of the writing credits all across evermore but this um directly his band um the national they uh provide really uh well, I should say uh, uh, the lead singer on the national, Matt Berninger, I think that's how you say his last name. Um, he provides an incredible uh, verse alongside Taylor, um, uh, kind of going into, uh, you know, Taylor's um, experiences of a uh, uh, feeling, feeling loss um, and nostalgia of a past relationship um uh through a place like coney island so 
yeah i i I love how this track builds on itself like as you get to the end of it it just it just has this incredible um uh uh peak where it's kind of similar to exile where taylor and and uh and matt berninger are kind of trading off lines um much like justin and taylor were trading off lines in exile and i just love that i think it works out really well um yeah, I mean, it starts off really, really soft and smooth, and then, and then, uh, I mean, not to say that it doesn't end end that way, but it does. It does build to a sort of crescendo uh, that that really makes it an epic track, and it just, you know, I continue to go back to it. Very nice. Uh, my first track is "Yesterday" by Loyal Carner. This was released just a week after our last episode, I believe. Um, Loyal, the South London rapper known for his laid-back wordplay. Yesterday is produced by Madlib, my favorite producer. I'll say it. Uh, They they teasing a Madlib, or sorry, a Mad Loyal collaboration. um, Speculated as a full album. Uh, Yesterday explores issues of race, race, social discrimination, growing up in England. The video is pretty cool. It's shot in one take and Loyal is accompanied by his brother, Ryan. Uh, It's got this really distinct Madlib production. I'm praying this is a full album uh, produced by Madlib because that would be pretty incredible. I've been really into Loyal Carner recently. and I think that's that's kind of the speculation you said, right? A lot of fans are thinking that that it's going to be a full length. Yeah, he's been selling some merch that says, like, Mad Loyal, too, so Whew. we'll see. Oh, my. Be on the lookout, folks. Uh, next up for me, I will go with my favorite off of Man on the Moon 3, which is the closing track uh, of all things, Lord I Know. Um, I think what really gets me on this is the the chorus, or maybe it's the pre-chorus, where Cuddy sings, baby, I'm a warrior, baby, I'm a warrior. I mean, if you, if you followed Cuddy's story at all, you know that he's really battled with his own demons and depression, um, throughout his life. And it just seems like, um, you know, since kids see ghosts and, and even now this is kind of like the, uh, solidified moment where, Cuddy seems like he is very much content with where he is in life and the traje- the trajectory that his career is taking him at this point. Um, yeah, I just think it's a great closing track. And then at the end, his own daughter uh, gives a little teaser on um, uh, on what's to, to come next. Um, oh, I didn't realize that was his daughter. Yeah. I, 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 to be continued. To be continued is how the album closes. Yeah. So um, what a closer. I mean, I, I up, until the, up until this point, you guys have to realize, I was like loving every single song that was, that was, that was coming in my headphones. And then this song comes on and I was like just blown away how he can save the best for last, in my opinion, save the best for last. So, uh, yeah, just, you know, still just loving this, loving this song. Very nice. My second song is uh, my most played artist of uh, 2020, Spotify tells me. 
Uh, it is if we make it through December ah, yes. from Phoebe Bridgers, her annual Christmas cover. Uh, four years strong now. I didn't really realize that was the thing, but uh, this is a cover of Merle Haggard's 1973 Christmas hit. Phoebe's version is backed by somber piano, vintage apocalyptic Phoebe feel. Uh, fits perfectly for 2020. The lyrics do, I mean. Um, the glimmer of hope that is December and 2020 ending. Uh, pro- proceeds from this track were donated to Downtown Women's Center, sir. Uh, serving and empowering houseless women in LA, uh, oh, Phoebe can do can do no wrong right now. Another song that I believe has was dropped since our last episode was her Iris cover with Maggie Rogers. Mm-hmm. That is not on uh, streaming, but equally as perfect. So, I mean, she's Phoebe. She's perfect. Have it all. She's great. That's right. Um. Moving on from there, I will go with the uh, a new song off of um, Baby Pluto, Pluto, which is the future Lil Uzi Vert collab album. This comes off of the deluxe version. This is the year of the, of the deluxe album, if you guys didn't know already. Um, Much to Corey's dismay. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, this song, Heart in Pieces, in my opinion, this this is just like if you're an Uzi fan, this is like this is what you love about about Uzi. He can take a song that is like with the production that is so upbeat and and just has this up tempo vibe um, and just turns it into a hit, and that's exactly what happens here. This is by far the best song on the entire album the the album itself is not anything to write home about but this song itself is phenomenal um and uzi just shines i i enjoy future on it but uzi is 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 the star of the show that's really all i have to say about this one nice my third track is everybody by lil baby the Atlanta rapper released two songs on his 26th birthday this is one of them um, and while I'd, I'll admit this beat is eerily similar to the bigger picture uh, instrumental, the passion and confidence on this song have kept it on repeat in my headphones. Uh, he really found his voice, I think, in 2020. Uh, he's, he, he's able to vary his flows and cadences with such confidence. The third verse is so hot. Uh, 2020 was a really good year for Lil Baby. Kind of his coming out party, in, in my opinion. So really, really like this track. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, for me, next is uh, uh, another single from uh, the late Juice World. Uh, this is um, featuring his uh, one of his main collaborators, Benny Blanco, um, called Real Shit. And... Yeah, I, I think this this song is um, just like Heart and Pieces. I think this is a quintessential Juice World track and and uh, just an absolute an instant hit. Really, um, it was released after his 2020 album Legends Never Die, uh, and this is the second single that was released after that. Um, of course, we have the the Smile song with the Weekend. Um, 
but I'm, I, I love this song. And I think I heard that this is a single that is leading up to another full length, um, from the, uh, the late juice world. So, um, that's the case, you know, looking forward to it, but, um, it's just, it's, it, it still blows my mind that there are that artists like juice world who, you know, died so young yet he recorded so much, so much music and there's stories coming out about him now that, you know, he was one of those artists that could just go in a booth and record hit after hit after hit without anything written down. And yeah, he, I, I heard he kind of freestyled everything he ever did. Yeah. Just never wrote anything down, just went in the booth and, and just did it. And a lot of his collaborators said that he was by far the fastest who, who they ever worked with. Um, and he just, I, I, yeah, it, it's just a gift. So, yeah. um, quite the talent, quite the talent. Yeah. So this was, a, this is another great one from, uh, from Juice World. So there you go. Very nice. My fourth is let it out by Rico nasty. Uh, the Maryland rapper was one of my favorite breakout rappers from last year. I, I guess she wasn't really a breakout rapper. She's, she's been on the mixtape circuit for a long time but this this was called her debut album this was her first full-length lp uh let it out was my favorite it was the loudest the coldest the angriest she sounds on nightmare nightmare vacation she lets it all hang out over some aggressive 100 gex uh production this rage is what i love about rico she's found some some success with some softer sounds in the past that I've really enjoyed, but this screaming explicit Rico get out of my way is, is what made me a fan. And sometimes you just gotta, gotta let it all out. So Rico, uh, Rico, Kenny. Uh, yeah. Love this one. Well, not the best transition here, but I'm just going to go back to, uh, Chris Stapleton for a second. Um, this was, Hey, why not? Uh, this was my favorite um, new song that came off the the record. This is Arkansas. I think this comes after um, the somber Maggie song, if I'm not mistaken, which is quite a transition because this just hits you right in the right in the chest with the. I mean, the guitar on here. This is what. This is exactly what I was talking about earlier, where the guitar just is so powerful with his his voice. Um, he's got this booming. Uh, baritone voice that is just deafening and sounds oh gosh uh i don't i don't know it's it's just a powerful and he plays all the guitar on on this record if i'm not mistaken he does Mm -hmm. yeah and his uh his wife sings backup vocals for the majority of, of the songs as well fun fact um but yeah i like Corey said, I think I think the best songs on this album come with the singles, but this was my favorite from from the new ones, just because of how energetic and uh, just pure rock and roll this is. Uh, this kind of it, it 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 still has that bluegrass feel, but at the end of the day, it, it's a rock song. It really is. Yep. Well, last but not least, certainly not least, 
Certainly not least is The Other Lover, a collaboration between Little Dragon and Moses Sumney. Uh, Little Dragon, the Swedish electronic band, and Moses Sumney, an artist I've profiled a couple times this year with his double album, Grey, this year, an album I really loved. Um, The result is this soulful, horn-heavy, sparkling single. Uh, Moses' falsettos sound heavenly on this one as they tend to do uh lots of mutual admiration uh between these collaborators uh it's kind of a minimal song in terms of the production but it's so rich and i'd highly recommend it to any and all of our listeners today and i believe that's that's the last one right jack that would be it that's it that's all well this didn't run guys we're quite as as bad as i thought it would over a month that's right. Well, we are going to be back next week. I can I can promise you that. We are stoked for our little list week. So Can't wait. Uh, we will wrap this one up right here. Thanks, thanks for tuning in. Uh, happy holidays to you and yours. Yes. Anything yes. else, Jack? No, that's, uh, that, that's it. That's all. I will... Uh... I'll be talking to you guys next week. Looking forward to our special guest who will remain nameless until we record and put the episode out. So stay tuned for that.